0: This episode is brought to you by Simple Mobile. Tired of being tied down with a wireless contract? Switch to Simple Mobile and stay connected on a powerful, nationwide 5G network. Unlimited talk, text, and data starts at $30 a month with no contracts, activation fees, or credit checks. Visit SimpleMobile.com today. Out with the old, in with the simple. Compatible 5G-capable device and SIM required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. 5G network not available in all areas. One month equals 30 days. See terms and conditions at SimpleMobile.com. How do you explain the unexplainable?
1: That warmth that fills you up from the inside out? Does it come from the air, the sea, the sun, the people? Or is it something that can't be put into words? Because Aruba is more than a beautiful island. It's a feeling that brings out a happier, sunnier you. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your next visit at aruba.com.
0: Guys.
2: Welcome to Unmatch the Hatch. What's Very up? Nice. nice cliff. Yeah. Throwing that us was off every
3: week. Really Yeah, that was unexpected. Every <laughs> week just
2: throwing us off a little bit. Welcome to the episode ten of the Unmatched the Hatch podcast. Dang, ten. Number ten. We were gonna me and Ian yes. were talking about earlier doing something special for number ten. I feel like ten's a milestone.
0: Yeah. Like shotgun and a bottle of whiskey. Yeah, like 10,
2: 25. Yeah, let's do that real quick. (laughs) Uh, 10, 25, 50, 75, 100. Probably our milestones for episodes. I was going to
3: say lucky number 10, but I'm pretty sure it's lucky number 7, right? 7, yeah.
2: Mm. Yeah, 13. Am I going to do that
1: thing where we skip 13 and just go 12, 14? But everyone knows what number 14 is.
2: No. No. No, no. no. I then know. I would know inside that it was not. Yeah. honest. yeah. It'd feel weird. Every you're just number, lying to yourself. Then you yeah. hit, you know.
1: Then you hit a hundred, but really you're like, ah, oh, it's really ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. It's the whole thing's a lie. We could do like <laughs> the a whole, whole thing's thing built world. on a lie.
0: I think if you wanted to take it like that, then we just do like a a small episode thirteen, <laughs> like a a spooky episode, like a thirteenth special. <laughs> like a 13th special mm, yeah, where it's like ten minutes long. Like, right. hey, guys, we're here. Technically, this is a podcast. Right. But nothing we'll, can go we'll wrong in 10 you. minutes. We'll we see should... you next week. Why don't we
2: do something totally different for 13?
0: Okay. Like a birthday cake?
1: Yeah. What? How would that translate to a we podcast? We already did a
2: birthday cake on a podcast. We did. And that's true. Oh, yeah, that's true.
3: Wait, who had a birthday? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, no, we'll, we'll, we'll think about it. Yeah. We'll think about it. Let me read through this real quick. Well, guys, this is Unmatch the Hatch podcast. We have discussions on fly fishing, hunting, in the great outdoors. I with thought you wanted your host, with the music going on in the
0: background.
2: <laughs> well, we kind of ruined it. Your intro, your intro, set like set the stage set of, set like, the stage of like, wow, that just totally derailed the whole like introduction process. Yeah, because we'd
1: be two and a half minutes in with like some soft banjo music going. Yeah. on still.
0: So. All right.
2: Yeah.
0: I'll shut up now.
2: With your hosts. Landon, Zach, Ian, and Cliff. You can find our website at honeyholeangling.com. Our email is honeyholeangling at gmail.com. And our YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Instagram can be found at Honeyhole Angling. Please leave us a review if you enjoy our podcast. And we have not gotten 10 reviews yet, but I also haven't checked in a couple days. Leave those reviews. So, so written reviews enter you in a contest to win a prize pack valued somewhere between fifty dollars, and what was the other number? Fourteen million. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Somewhere million on that scale. Smackers. Yeah. Fourteen million. Smackers. Smackers. Doll hairs. Doll hairs. Doll hairs. Yeah, we could do fourteen million doll hairs.
0: Ooh, I bet that still come out to quite a good bid. I know, right? Mind. That's
1: got to be like at least like a thousand Barbies.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I bet that goes. Quick, or probably not quick, but I bet that goes for big money mm-hmm. on eBay.
1: Yeah, my grandma had those like fancy dolls that like were like the special <laughs> edition. You know, they had like the ball gown Barbies, and like and that was always the room that I got to stay in when I was there because I remember the Barbies would stare at me because and creep favorite. me out. No, because the Barbies would creep you out,
2: right? Yeah, it's like a, it's like you're surrounded by
1: put
0: 14 air. million Barbies. doll hairs on eBay and see what it goes up to, and then right before the end of the auction, turn it off. And don't put a buy it now option. That seems ridiculous. Just, I just want to know how...
2: I don't want to ruin my eBay seller score. I'm have a, a high-rated seller on eBay. It's pretty nice. I've only sold, like, two
1: things on eBay, and I hated the process, so I'd uh, it off forever. eBay's, eBay's great. They to take too so much on. money, yeah, they do. and they
2: take it, like, a month later. I'm yeah. like, what? It is late. It's 10%, which... I mean, they... To me, seems fair.
1: Yeah, but it's like I guess it's like they charge a fee, and then they charge ten percent. They don't feel like there's like I was like okay, they took their fee, and then it was like three weeks later, and all of a sudden my credit card gets charged for like ten percent, and I'm like, they. What? I thought we already settled this. They don't.
2: They they let you list, or they let me list fifty items a month for free. Every item over fifty is charged. Why well, never list more than fifty items a month? So I don't know why you got charged for the item unless it's a new yeah, but seller a risk or sure,
1: like. It was a tech item, like it was a camera,
2: and I think that they fall under a different category. Mm, or it's over a certain value. It was over,
1: yeah. I think it was over a certain value, which is what. Yeah, it but was. then if
2: you sell on like Facebook Marketplace, you're not going to get near what you want to get for it.
0: This is true.
2: Yeah, like when I sell on Facebook, it's like you got a you gotta low ball. Like, big time. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, I guess if if I was within $100 of my asking price, I still would have come out on top on Facebook.
0: 500 firm. I know what I got.
4: I know
2: what I got.
0: So I want to pitch
2: two new segments of the podcast to you guys and to the listeners. Okay. See what y'all think. I I felt 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 a drizzle. Um, And we are definitely outside. We can maybe wait a minute. But – Pitch number one. We have a new segment called Dumb and Dumber. Okay. I like it. Now, here's my take. We should still only do four segments. Yep. But we could rotate these in and out with some of our others. Sounds good. So, a new segment idea is Dumb and Dumber. We get, like, a Dumb and Dumber sound clip, and it's people who do really dumb things, like, you know, Yellowstone stories where, like, someone will put, like, a bison... In the back of their car. Right. Or, or like, like. Go for a swim in the geyser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Stuff like that. Jump in the
3: Bass Pro fish tank. Be-
2: jump in the oh, Bass Pro yeah. fish tank. Yep. No,
3: that happened.
4: Yeah. So that's,
2: <laughs> that's segment idea number one. Segment idea number two is hot takes. Okay. We do like outdoor hot takes. Right. Um, I don't have. I couldn't think of any examples.
1: Like. Um, I don't know. Bass are the worst fish. I honestly agree with that, but like that could be a hot take. Yeah,
2: bass are the worst fish to fish for. Yeah, bass, is, bass are awful. Debate me on it, right? Okay, I like I I get it. Yeah, I like hot takes. Yeah, yeah. We could even like people could submit hot takes that we could. I do like that dish out. Yeah, and we get, and We could all
1: because I I bet we'd all have a different opinion on it. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I like the hot take idea too.
2: Yeah, so those are my two. If you guys like them, you guys can message us and tell us your opinions. Um, but those are my two new segment ideas. it, right, Cliff, do you have an opinion?
0: No opinion. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you like you neither like nor dislike those ideas? Oh, I think they're good.
0: That, he's just,
2: he's just, think, he's he's just he's thinking not, to
1: himself, what's going to get cut?
2: Yeah. He's like, my my <laughs> Cliffs Conservation Corner better not be taken out. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's what he's thinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just staring at this candle Citronica. and trying to see if it's going to rain on us or not. Yeah, I'm playing that game too.
2: Yeah, we're all playing that game. Okay, so let's get into the questions. We actually had quite a few and they were pretty much all appropriate this week. Sweet. So, it's because
0: I didn't submit any. Um. It's true.
2: Um, first question. How to pick your hunting and fishing party? How do you pick the people that you hunt and fish
1: with? I mean, I think for me, we have like our core group. And then like every, like you'll invite other people. And sometimes they stay. And sometimes you're like, okay, like that, that was fun that one time. Let's yeah. not bring them back unless it's like we have yeah. to. Yeah. I mean? The
0: way I'll give everyone pretty much a chance. If I like you, right. I'll give you a chance to go out with me, but then like if your style or your style of hunting such as like if you like to like just completely pound the dirt and not like observe anything. Yeah. Or if I don't think that's you're necessarily ethical. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if you leave all your shot shells and everything on the ground and you don't try to clean up, mm-hmm. you're probably not getting an invite. If, if
2: you're a surface
4: pooper.
0: If you, surface pooper. <laughs> <laughs> you don't dig your hole. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I was like not expecting you to say anything like that. Well, hey, we're, we're four for pooper.
1: four so far bringing up poop in the last few podcasts. So Did we last week?
4: i'm I pretty we sure did. we did
0: yeah you just poop yourself every once a week <laughs> for life or yeah. um or if you if i don't think you're necessarily up on like safety like if you're yeah if yeah. you're constantly pointing a gun somewhere that it doesn't need to go that's just like or, a safety
1: thing for yourself though like if you
0: bring somebody like yeah, those are things that like i look for right um i feel like there's more
1: leeway too if you're a new hunter Uh, Granted, like, everyone should have their hunter safety done and completed, but, like, I will still remind a new hunter of those rules.
0: I'll remind an old hunter of those rules. Oh, yeah, for sure. But uh, if I think that you're going to get, like, belligerent about me, like, correcting, because everyone, like, sometimes it just accidentally goes, and while that's not an excuse, I can forgive, like... If you're turning and it points across someone, I can forgive that. But if it's continuously happening and if you're corrected, you get belligerent Mm -hmm. or just like, oh, it doesn't matter, like flip it about it, that's a way not to get an invite back. Yeah. Um, If you're not taking it like serious, like if you're just there to goof off the whole time, you're probably not getting an invite back. Uh, although I goof off a good bit, too. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you can still have fun, but there is a level of, like, being safe out there.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: And also, like, there's also a level of, like, hey, like, yeah, we're out there to have fun, but at the same time, like, we are, like, we do have guns. You mm-hmm. know, there is a level of dangerous, yeah, like, things that come with that. Yeah, And you yeah, can't just be sure. out there, like, being super goofy. Like, if we all pull up on a dove and somebody's going to start being goofy and moving around and jerking Mm -hmm. around and stuff like something can get hurt
2: yeah i also say like not one thing is like if you constantly go and you're not contributing to the group as far as like equipment and or money money i get it like not
1: everybody has all the equipment
2: yeah that's not the issue but like if you don't bring anything and you're borrowing from everyone but you had the opportunity to like bring drinks right and you didn't, yeah, like, offer contribute to bring... or offer to, like, pay for lunch after right. because everyone else, like, someone let you borrow their shotgun, someone let you borrow their chair, someone brought shells for you, um, then... Yeah, no one likes the mooch. Granted, like I said, it actually works
1: in a group because sometimes everyone can bring the things that they have and you have a full kit.
2: Is this as of right now?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Listeners, y'all are going to get the opportunity... To listen to a honey hole angling mad shuffle to get our equipment inside okay, the garage, the equipment. <laughs> so, so yeah. Ian, why we're going to serenade start, us real quick. Yeah, with Ian, it. why don't you give us your opinions while the honey, the other honey hole angling crew, quickly moves our equipment into
3: the garage? Just like general opinions in life, or no, no, like
2: on the question
3: about. Life. Oh, okay. Yeah, life, regarding yeah. the question. Um, Yeah, okay. I'll take the floor. Hello, listeners. Thank you for tuning in today. Um, uh, I would say, in general, you want to hunt with people you trust, and because hunting uh, does have an element of danger. I'm not going to say it's always dangerous, but it does have the, the potential to be dangerous, especially... Um, because you are using firearms. And so you want to hunt with people you trust that you, um, know. And I would say that you can predict as well. You can predict a certain amount of their behavior, um, how they perform in the field, uh, how safe they are, things like that. You know, safety is really important to us. And then like Cliff said, you want to have a balance of kind of fun, but also seriousness. So on both extremes, sometimes you'll hunt with people and their only goal is to uh, basically be successful hunt birds. And then you have people on the other extreme that don't take anything seriously, aren't willing to put in hard work, maybe move equipment, maybe walk a a mile or a few miles through dirt, uh, things like that. So that's my general opinion. Uh, Once again, this is Ian. I don't know if the guys are done. (laughs) We're Uh, uh,
2: we're back. We don't know what you said. We hope it's... um...
3: It's all appropriate. But I just monologued there for like a minute. And we probably lost all our listeners. They're probably like, this was so boring.
0: So we've been... To give everyone an update on like why we had to do that. We always record outside the front of, well, not always, but we typically record out in front of Landon's house, and tonight when we got here, we decided to get a little more room, so we said we were going to do it in the middle of the driveway, but it started kind of sprinkling on us. And
2: then Cliff pulled up a weather report that was like, it's definitely about to dump on.
0: Yeah, so we'll see if it actually dumps on us, because that was weatherchannel.com, Mm-hmm. But in order to save our podcasting equipment, we decided to move it into the garage yeah. so it doesn't get rained upon. But, yeah, I think that's all good tips on choosing your hunting party. I'll move to
2: the next question, and um, Gabe sent that in. I'm going to try to do better about, like, actually saying who submitted a question. Zach- oh,
3: shout out to Gabe. Yeah. He follows me on Insta. What's up? Yeah,
2: bourbons, that- birds, and bass, if you guys want to follow him. He's a, he's a great guy. Shout out Um, to Gabe. Yeah. Zach Adair asked, what's our topic? (laughs) 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 Um, uh, Will asked, do you guys remember Will? He was on our podcast, maybe like episode two or three. Mm -hmm. Um, Are permit really the holy grail of fly fishing, or is that Mm. more determined by the angler?
3: I think that's determined by the angler.
2: Yeah, a permit are cool. Dude.
3: I mean, honestly, like hardest fish to catch ever. They're in the top three.
2: Yeah, I mean, so it really. Yeah, let, but, look for people that don't know. Let's let me explain why permit are maybe considered the holy grail. And I would say there's probably three fish that I would put in like maybe like the holy grail category. Um,
3: um golden dorado. No.
2: Not you know not really. No, I don't put
3: them in there. Yeah, Yeah, I wouldn't put them up there. I would say permit top three.
2: I would say it really comes down to, like, if you've never saltwater fished, you probably have no desire to catch a permit. That's that's point number one. But permit take a lot of skill to catch, and, you know, holy grails of, like, hunting and fishing tend to be, um, you know, fish or animals that require a lot of skill are very difficult and maybe even require, like, Pounding the pavement a little bit, like you're gonna get disappointed. I know like hunting, maybe Cliff can set me short on this, but it seems like sheep hunting is considered the holy grail of like, like doll sheep. big game hunting. Yeah. Yeah. Because of how difficult it is. Um, and it, it, it just comes down to like at a point you acquire enough skills in your craft where you want to target something that's more challenging. Um, and because of the challenge required, you feel a greater sense of accomplishment, accomplishment having chased that fish or animal. So I would say, you know, permit. Let me let me lay out my top three, and I'll see if you guys agree. Cool. Permit, steelhead, muskie. No. No. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't agree. What would you say? Top holy grail. Uh, permit, GT, and then probably steelhead. I would, then this is getting into the hot take category. I would disagree with GTs, and here's why. GT is more um, of a paywall to get to. Like a pay-to-play sort of thing. It's more of a pay-to-play fish than, and Skill. permit can be, but permit trips can be a lot cheaper. Like you can go to Mexico for a week like two thousand dollars right and just target permit and just per- target permit still not time. walk away with one correct um gt seem to be more like a pay-to-play thing and i'm not going to say that like they're easy to catch because i know people that have gone on these trips and not caught them but you know the highest equivalent of like texas are jacks right and jacks aren't by any means considered a holy grail i mean people want to catch them like I haven't landed a jack. I want to catch one really bad. Right. I don't consider it my holy grail of
1: fishing. Because I guess for me, if it's you like...
2: find a bunch of jacks that are feeding, it's going to be like you throw your line there, they're going to crush it. Right. Whereas like muskie, fish of 10,000 casts. You know, That's true. Steelhead. People grind out steelhead fishing for a week and only catch one fish. Right. Same thing with permit. You might grind out permit fishing for a week and catch one fish. Muskie fishing, you could go for a week and not catch any fish. That's totally um and i would say like you know like trout anglers maybe their holy grail is steelhead because that's what they like they like to pursue trouts they might like put a steelhead trip together saltwater guys that like fish for redfish they might be thinking permit because that's what they like to do or like the bass guys you know they like fishing for like river predators so i see them chasing uh Musky, so it's like they kind of have their own little niche. Yeah, I got a, I got niche. a holy
1: grail fish for you. Okay, a wild tiger trout. Um,
2: I don't know. That
4: was
1: um, a, wait, that was a joke because I thought tiger trout uh, couldn't
2: be in the wild. No, they can be. It's very rare. Okay. So in places yeah, that are see. known to have, like, I've caught a tiger trout right in Utah, but it was they were stocked right. Um.
0: Oh yeah because it's a lab fish.
2: Yeah. It's a brook trout and a brown trout. Right. Spawned. And I think the odds, and I don't know if this is true, I'm just saying the information that I've gathered. Tiger trout are sterile. The information that I've gathered is that if a brown trout and brook trout end up, you know, spawning together for whatever reason, the odds of it actually being successful is 1 in 500. And then that fish is sterile. Um, the only problem is, how do you? Unless they like clip fins on like pin raised right. fish, like lab fish. How do you? How are you going to be able to tell if that you a caught a tiger tree. trout versus a like a wild fish versus like a stocked fish? Now with steelhead, they clip the adipose pin fin, they're or stocked. they're if right. they're stocked, they're or they're supposed to. Um, although I've heard that that's not even 100% accurate either. That might only be 90% accurate because some places don't necessarily clip clip the fins. So um, that's why I say tiger trout wouldn't be. Then there's, like, other fish like Timon, Dorado. Like, Ian, those to me are more, like, Dorado are pretty plentiful. Like, people that pay a lot of money to go on those trips, they're going to catch them.
1: I mean, but you have to you have to work for it, too. Like, you have to hike into Nothing
2: those. Nothing is free. Right. Nothing is free. But at the same time, like, you pay.
0: The T-shirt I got when I signed up for a credit card was.
2: <laughs> um, you pay to go on, like, a Dorado trip for a week. Like, I don't hear about very many people not catching a Dorado. Like, if they go. If they go. And it probably odds are you're going to catch a bunch of other crazy fish you've never caught before. So right. that's the thing with like GT fishing. You go to one of those places where you're going to catch bonefish, you're going to catch maybe triggerfish, you're going to catch all these other cool fish that you haven't had the opportunity that's to true. catch, and you probably got your fair shot at a GT. But then it comes down to then it comes down to the, down to the angler. Um, Ian, you've you've caught a GT. What what are your what are your thoughts on this question? Yeah,
4: I have caught.
3: <laughs> um... I have caught GTS, Um, I think in bluefin, and I've caught a jack. Um, you know, man. I think when I caught mine, it was probably we were walking through the flats and the shallows, and we you see like a really dark shadow, and I cast it at it, and they're super aggressive, man. Mm-hmm. They call them like the gangsters of the flats. So it like. You have a bonefish fly. So not a fly for a bonefish, but what looks like a bonefish because that's what they were eating. And they he probably moved like six yards, maybe five or six yards. Yeah, like probably 15, maybe not 15 feet. Let's say six feet in like a millisecond. Mm-hmm. So I would say because they're so aggressive, I wouldn't put them in the top three for like difficult to catch but to your but to your point uh zach i think and landon's point like i you know i went out to christmas island which took me almost two years to save up for and it was not a cheap trip it was total you know it was very expensive it's kind of one of those one once in a lifetime things i was eating ramen for a long time to go (laughs) um i did man i i uh, I believe it. Uh, yeah, or uh, what do you call? It? Not pinched every penny I could, uh, and it was like it was probably more self-discipline than I've ever had. <laughs> I was like more motivated to do it than I was in college um, <laughs> to like study. But <laughs> you, you—they're not—they're not plentiful, right? Like you can't find GTs in your backyard. They're not in North America, you know what I mean? So you have to travel far to catch them. But would I say that they're difficult to catch? not even close to a, a permit. I consider myself a very average angler, fly fisherman, and I you know, I don't know if I have the skill to really cast it a permit.
1: It's like you're so. saying the GT are the bass of the ocean.
3: Dude, they are gangsters, man. They charge off the, uh, like, we, where we were fishing the flats and then there was ledges, man, and they will charge. Basically, you just see, like, a stream of water coming mm-hmm. right at you, and they just charge at you. Given the ones I caught, you know, the ones in the Instagram photos that you see are always, like, 45-pound GTs that people are, like, blind casting into the surf, especially where we were. That's where all the big ones are. Mm -hmm. Um, The one I caught was 8 to 10 pounds, uh, probably. And then I caught... um, He's probably closer to 8 pounds. And then I caught two, like, baby ones. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, probably 4 pounds.
4: Uh,
0: So, let me ask you this. Why is a... Tarpon, not uh, in your Holy Grail.
2: So because I, they're everywhere. Uh, yeah, I would say they're, you can fish a lot of places for tarpon. Um, yeah. They're not a guarantee, but, but I, look, I will say a tarpon is an incredibly hard fish to land. So, like, actually when you hook up, getting them to the boat is extremely difficult. Right.
1: But I, also, I would say, like, I would argue that with tarpon, you could arguably pay for a guide to go out with a tarpon once a year. Like it's not that expensive to go out with a guide to go for tarpon
2: compared Mm -hmm. to like these
1: other fish. You have to have a
2: trip. I would say like, even with like if we were going to compare tarpon fishing to musky fishing, Mm -hmm. I would say odds are way better. You're going to catch a tarpon really like way better. Like if you booked a musky guide for a day, you booked a tarpon guide for a day. Odds of you getting
3: a tarpon are way higher than yeah. getting a muskie. Makes sense. I would, I would say, I agree with you, Landon. I think because Landon was with me and I hooked into a few tarpon, but they got off. They're all babies, tiny ones. I would say landing one is super difficult. Getting one to feed is not as difficult. I honestly, my opinion for freshwater, or I'm sorry, for salt, is probably permanent because you have to be so precise in your casting Mm -hmm. and they have to feed and they're not known to be super aggressive. Mm -hmm. Like they're not, like I said with GTs, they're not going to move seven feet to smash the fly. Mm -hmm. Like, right. Right. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't think so. Maybe they might somehow, but yeah. Yeah. But to your point, Zach, like Turpin are, or and Cliff, like, I think landing a tarpon is probably in the top three most typical things.
2: Yeah, landing a tarpon's heart. And if you want to get better at like actually fighting fish, go 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 pull go play tug of war with some tarpon because they do everything that a fish is supposed to do to like get the hook out of its mouth. Yeah. So an honorable mention I'll say is rooster fish. Rooster fish aren't a guarantee. Um, You can go fish for them on like. like, Baja. Baja, yeah. yeah, And, and it's are surf you, fishing. And you're
1: blind, fi- blind casting, right? No,
2: you are uh, you can blind cast, but what people do is they run like four-wheelers on the beaches, Just and they for look that. for those that fin to stick up. Gotcha. But apparently, they're a super aggressive fish, but you have to be like, you know, you're driving down the beach, everything happens so fast, like get your rod, go out there, and make a cast, and then they can be somewhat finicky. From guys I've talked to that have done that type of fishing, gotcha. they can be... They can be somewhat finicky. And then I would say like some people's Holy Grail, they don't have a desire to travel anywhere. So your Holy Grail might be like a 40 inch redfish. So like you've redfished your whole life. You haven't broken the 40 inch mark. So like a big redfish might be your Holy Grail because that's extremely difficult to do. Or, you know, a a 26 inch trout, whatever uh, your number is, you know, based on your fishery where you fish. Like
1: a big alligator gar on the fly.
2: Yeah, or like um, like an 8-pound bass, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. That those might going. be like... More of a holy grail. Holy grail as far as like, I'm a bass guy, that's all I'm ever going to do. Well, then your holy grail is probably going to be... A big bass. A big bass. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that was a good question, though. I really kind of like chatting that one out. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Will. Um, uh, Josh asks... What made you fly curious?
3: What made you what?
2: Fly curious. curious. Like, what piqued your interest about fly fishing?
1: That is a good question, because, like, the first time I fly fish was in the Smokies, but I had been wanting to try it for a few years before then. Why did you want to try it? I don't know. Maybe the The movie... The mystery? Maybe the movie Disturbia.
0: Disturbia...
2: I, you know. I've never seen that movie. Did they Shia, fly fish in it? Shia LaBeouf? Shia LaBeouf?
1: Yeah, they did, in the very beginning. Mm. I mean, it doesn't end happy, but, like, I think that was the first time I really saw people, like, fly fishing, and I, rem- like, I remember being like, "Oh, I would like to try that. Mm-hmm.
2: Was the fly fishing in that movie hokey?
0: No, I don't remember. It's a, very, it's a very
2: short scene. Because I was watching, uh, me and my kid have been watching Yellowstone. Oh, and, yeah, that
0: dude is super hokey at it. And, What's uh, he
2: doing? No, they are riding horses in the river, hooking up with trout. And what? then, like the the eight year old kid hooks a trout on a horse, and he's holding his rod upside down. And I was like, "Like the reel is going up." Yeah, the reel's going up. And I'm like, "Okay, first of all, you like running through a river with a horse, you ain't going to be Just catching." Them. And everything. then, like one of the fish they catch is like like 32 inches. It's like, yeah, you're not going to like. And then a drift boat goes down like, why they're doing that, and the people in the drift boat aren't catching fish. But the guys, like, trumpeted the stream on horses are just, like, and like, everyone's hooked up at the same time. Because
1: like, they know the waters. Okay.
2: They're from Yellowstone. I will say, though, there was a follow-up the Dutton, scene. The Duttons paid. Yeah.
0: They paid them fish.
2: Yeah. the uh, uh, There was a follow-up scene, though, where Kevin Costner's fishing by himself with a friend. That dude can actually fish, and um, I know a guy that had done, taken Kevin Costner... On a guided fly fishing trip, so I know that he can fish. When he was actually casting, I was like, "Okay, that guy, that guy knows how to cast a fly rod." But the like the horse scene where they're like crossing the river That's and it's the family's together and everyone's hooked up on fish and it's unbelievable. I was like, "This is the like most unrealistic." Like, hire me as a consultant, okay, I'll and I will doing. show you how to like make it look in a movie so you don't get made fun of by legitimate fly fishers. Because I ain't going to be riding a horse. It's
0: because you don't know how.
2: Mm-hmm. It's true. You it don't know how. I, I think the mystery of fly fishing uh, was what made me fly curious. Yeah. I kind of grew up, like, traditional fishing a bit, but it was always kind of boring to me. Yeah, for sure. I went through phases where, like, I was, like, younger, and, like, there's a pond that I could just hop over to, and I would fish, like, a lot. But, like, as I got older, I became less interested because I'm, like, this is boring it was more of like let's take a lawn chair and we're gonna sit and we're gonna wait and watch bobber. that's like the only kind of fishing i knew how to do so when yeah. i was a kid like catching bluegills was super fun but then at some point it's like you got to graduate and like i didn't know how to move on from there so and then you know i kind of worked you know i was working in the outdoor industry like rafting and backpacking and stuff and a lot of people I knew were into fly fishing. So that's kind of like what piqued my interest. People that usually get into outdoor sports, they like they like to have a lot of outdoor hobbies. So, yeah. So that's true.
1: Mountain Hideaway at, in Lubbock, I was like, I want to do everything that's in the store. Yeah. What's like, fly fishing? I, I want to rock that.
2: climb. I want to backpack. I want to fly fish. Right. Yeah. I want to <laughs> camp. I want to camp. And the fly fishing
1: was the only thing I didn't know how to do. Mm-hmm. So.
0: You want ma? Yeah, we're looking story. at you. Yeah, we're looking at you, Cliff. <laughs> oh. Man,
2: minus one. Dang. We're keeping your stats. I know what happened last week. Well, you're on fire. Yeah, last week you're well, on fire, Cliff. I was
0: going to say, and then we went off on a tangent. So then I wasn't <laughs> going to interrupt again. Um, <laughs> mine's probably more similar to yours, Landon, in that I grew up like fishing, cattle ponds, and stuff like that, or like lakes and whatnot. And then for a long time, I didn't do, I would fish if I went out somewhere that had it, but I wasn't like, would not have considered myself a fisherman of any sorts. Like, I wasn't fishy at all. And then uh, some different events in my life kind of happened and uh, kind of started connecting back with like, my childhood and roots and stuff. And, uh, I was in college at the time and one of my friends, uh, mentioned fly fishing and it, it sparked something like in my mind. Cause we were like, Oh, we want to learn how to do it. Da 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 da. And so I started actually looking up like cheap rods and reels and stuff like that. And then never just bought into it. Um, because it wasn't something that was necessarily done. Like, to this day, I could probably name one other fly fisher from my county and surrounding can- counties. Um, and so, I just kind of started looking looking into it, but kind of like keeping it in the back of my mind. And then, when I got my job with Pulte in Atlanta... Uh, One of my best friends there, it came to my knowledge, was a actually knew how to fly fish. So I kept on pestering him to uh, teach me. And then for my birthday one year, he just took me to North Georgia Mountain Stream and taught me how to cast cast and stuff. And then from there, uh, I was pretty much hooked and then spent six months fishing north georgia and whatnot and then moved to texas and because it was still so new and i still wanted to do it so much and so badly i just got involved with that group that we met at Mm -hmm. and then uh me and you met and then it just kind of grew from there
4: Mm
2: -hmm. awesome let me do the last question because we're kind of running over on question time but um paul asked is free dive spearfishing for Megalodon as cool as fly fishing for Tarpon, or cooler? Cooler. Cooler.
3: Cooler. Yeah. Dude, not even close to as cool as Tarpon. What are you talking about?
0: At, <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not with a hot
3: take. Yeah, well, even with a no, hot I'm take. No, I'm just joking. Just joking.
0: <laughs> as someone who is getting Professional into... Professional spearfishing. I would not say that at all. But, <laughs> Semi-professional
3: spearfisherman. I,
0: I would say aspirational, <laughs> if anything. But like, so when I went to Alabama, uh, I started thinking about I had been thinking about it for a while. Uh, one of the guys at the shop actually spearfished and whatnot, mm-hmm. or free dove a little bit. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And when he got into it, and there's another guy doing it at the same time too. I don't know if he still does. Uh, Jake,
2: Jake's not. I think he's old and secure.
0: Um, but that when they started getting into it, I was I was curious about it because I was like, oh, that's interesting. It seems like hunting and fishing combined. Mm-hmm. And so like I, I started looking into it, looking into it, but always again kept it in like the back of my head because it's like. I live in San Antonio. I'm not gonna be able to go and like dedicate the time to actually learn
4: mm-hmm.
0: as much as I'd want to. but when I was in Alabama, I just went in my brother and his friend had snorkeling gear. yeah, I was like, oh, that'd be something fun for us to do as like a group because I was there with my family, but alone like my brother had his friend there, my grandmother was there, my mom was there. And my sister ended up coming out, and then my uncle. So I was like, well, I can go fishing every single day by myself and not spend any time with my family. Or I can try and do something that's inclusive with my family. Snorkeling piqued my interest because I was like snorkeling, free diving. And so I picked that up, (laughs) or I went and picked up a a cheap snorkeling set and whatnot, and then I was like, I'm kind of interested in this. If I'm going to do this, I want to do it to, like, set me up for Mm spearfishing. And so I went and I bought a better free diving mask, a free diving uh, snorkel, some fins and stuff like that, and just started picking the guy's brain because he was actually a free diver who spearfished. Mm-hmm. And so he was, I mean, he could have been lying to me. It could have been a sales gimmick. But I feel like it wasn't. But uh, he set me up with stuff and uh, told me what I needed to do, what I what I needed to get, and stuff like that. Where I needed to go to like practice snorkeling in the area. And then uh, when I got back, I actually started looking into diving lessons, like actual mm-hmm. diving schools. Here, yeah. yeah. And so now I have the price, where I want to do it, and everything. So now I'm just saving up. How long can you hold your breath? I don't know. <laughs> Never timed it like that. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm not going. I'm doing dive school to learn, like actually scuba oh, techniques. Okay. Wait,
3: are you? Do you know how to scuba dive, clip? I'm certified.
0: No, I do not, Um that's what the story is, Ian, was, if you were hum, listening. That
1: was a humble brag, Ian. Yeah. No, I thought I'm you were also, talking about fruit.
0: I'm, I'm thought, certified,
2: thought, but it lapsed.
0: So I, I'm in the process of trying to get scuba certified. I found the place where I want to take my course and all that. I found out the, the price, and now I'm just saving up money to... Take a scuba diving class and then. What's it cost to, to be scuba certified? I think it's roughly about 700 bucks. Okay. It's not that bad. I mean, that's mm-hmm. as much as it costs a tech the it's class, going, did,
1: right? Yeah. I did it tech. And it's
0: going to include like an actual scuba mask, scuba fins, scuba snorkel, everything you got to do to yeah. get it set up. I don't know if I could like cut down the cost or if they're like, oh, this is just the package deal, take it or leave it. Scuba's just expensive. Like, yeah, it's it's a hard one. Do you get the scuba you tattoo. You
2: have to. No, I says don't. Scuba for life. No. Oh, okay. Well, you have to have a partner. Like scuba is a two man, definitely like a two man activity. But back, you just go back to the scuba? root
0: of it, I think like spearfishing, anything is going to be inherently pseudo more badass to me. Oh, it is than regular fishing because a it's hunting mixed with fishing, mm-hmm. is that a bit so
2: dangerous? it's both. Yeah, you and you could die, like the risk of dying is right. I I like measurably I've seen, higher.
0: I've seen videos of these dudes, like there's actual uh, spearfishing camos and stuff like that. These dudes will go in and like lay in like coral fields or like uh, grass fields and under the water and just sit there holding their breath until a fish swims by and then just spear the crap out of mm-hmm. it and it's amazing like some of these fish are like legitimately the size of this table in length mm-hmm. and like huge and they're just swimming up with like the blood like coming off clouding around them mm-hmm. I mean you know you know like there's going to be a shark there in like five yeah. minutes so
2: yeah i would say spear uh fishing is inherently cooler than fly fishing but let me ask you this cliff do you need another hobby Asking you as a friend, do you need another hobby?
0: Need another hobby? Like I need another hole in my head, right? But yeah. You only live once, and might as well enjoy it. It's true. Mm-hmm. And
2: the thing
1: you try next could be your new favorite thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Problem for me is it usually tends to be that. Yeah. Whatever I I I tend to be like generally interested in I, things as a person. The right? way I see it yeah, is,
0: my hobby is being an outdoorsman. So, I want to be the best, realm, real well rounded <laughs> outdoorsman as possible. That's a
1: good way of looking at it. Mm.
0: So, I need to learn how to spearfish.
1: Mm. Right, clearly. Yeah. Just makes you that more well rounded. I want to
0: be a jack of all trades and a master of one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or a master of none, master however of the none. saying goes. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no, that works. Yeah. I get it.
0: Like, I want to be able to do it all. I don't want to be the best at them all, mm-hmm. but I want to be able to do it all. And yeah. Say yeah. that I've done it all.
1: Archery had to be that thing for me that. It's something that I enjoy doing, but it's not, like, something that I'm going to put all my time or money into.
0: Oh no, I love archery.
1: I I love it, too. But, like, I have a decent bow, but I don't feel the need to go out and have, like, the nicest bow or, like, the newest bow. Whereas, like, if new technology comes out for, like, fly fishing, I'm like, oh, I kind of want that. Uh, see. I I
0: put fly fishing.
1: Probably in that that category for you. Like, you have equipment enough to get it done. But you don't feel the need to spend all your time and money on. Ooh, I
2: that. have a good follow up question for that, but since we're over on time on the question, well, that
1: could. I mean, realistically, this could be our main segment, and just go to our other segments or whatever.
2: Um, we have the flexibility no, to do whatever. I'll I'll save this question for next week. Cool. It's it's a, it's a solid one, and it'll take a good amount of time to. And it could be actually. I'll make it our next our main topic next week.
0: Sweet. You want to tell us what it is? So main, okay.
2: N- main topic. How like technological improvements in gear, like how is it worth investing in them? Are we at a point in technology where the improvements are so minimal that it may not necessarily be worth investing in new equipment? Cool. Um, I like that topic. Yeah. So just think about that, and we'll do that I next like week. I that
0: could be answered in five minutes. Maybe not. I don't know. All right. We'll save it for next week. Yeah. Screw Cliff.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Hot takes, Cliff. Hot right. takes. Right, that let's... could be a whole topic <laughs> We can make a whole topic out of it Okay Let's get into our segments
0: okay. This episode is brought to you by Cox Contour TV Sometimes it's hard to decide what to watch But Cox Contour TV helps make that decision easier Enjoy live TV, on-demand programs, DVR recordings, and music all in one place And only with the sound of your voice with the Contour Voice Remote Plus, catch the golf and basketball action you've been waiting for on the Contour Sports app. Learn more at coxcox.com slash contour. This episode is brought to
1: you by the NHL on TNT. When it comes to hockey, the Stanley
2: Cup playoffs are built different. Experience the intensity and insanity on the ice and off it from now through June on TNT and TBS. Get ready for seven game rounds of knockdowns, dragouts, pressure, and agony as teams go head-to-head without ever letting up. The Stanley Cup
1: playoffs are known for more than just a few cracked ribs and black eyes. Pushing through the pain is the name of the game. With so much edge-of-your-seat action, you'll refuse
2: to shave or change your jersey. Don't say we didn't warn you. Ready to feel the rush? Watch the Stanley Cup playoffs now on TNT and TBS. Who's up?
1: Zach. Oh, I don't know. Who wants to be up?
3: Zach's always up first. Come on, man. I'll go first.
1: All right, here we go.
0: I feel like I bring a real joie de vivre to law enforcement. For example, uh, my uniform, I do not wear the regulation uniform. I wear these uh, shorts here. And I actually had to lobby the sheriff's department to get permission to wear these. But my argument was, hey, I'm out there in the streets every day. I got to be able to move like a cheetah like a law enforcement cheetah.
1: All right. Give us that law enforcement cheetahness.
2: Sweet. This was reported um, by the United States Department of Justice. Okay. Um, so,
1: like the big cops.
2: Big cops, yeah. This uh, came out on June 13th, but I think the incident, June 13th of 2016, the incident actually happened in 2014. Okay. Um. Woman is charged with defacing rock formations in seven national parks in western US.
1: Oh, okay, that's bad.
2: Yeah, it's 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 uh it's not good. Unfortunately our listeners listeners don't get the photographic evidence, but if the honey hole crew would like to see photo evidence, I printed it off for you guys. I'll give you guys a good reaction. Yeah. <gasps> <That way. laughs> yeah. Here let <laughs> me uh, if, if we're gonna go after reactions, yeah. okay, so then show let me. me the like let me get the best one.
0: So on the, on the same kind of genre of topics apparently there was somebody who pushed over one of the balanced apparently there was somebody who pushed over one of the balanced rocks in Big Bend National Oh my gosh really yeah whoa I heard about it on the Zach's under the texas to the car, under the texas skies podcast oh my gosh
1: that's awful <laughs> get <laughs> Oh my. Okay, that's
0: too much to handle. Uh-huh. So that is were Zach's uh, reactions. <laughs> here's here's Cliff's, here's reaction. Cliff's reactions. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Wait, what's wrong with this one? Oh, it's like a side photo of it.
2: He's actually like looking at it as evidence. Right. How tall was she when she was doing that? That's yeah. pretty neat. That's pretty neat. Was <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's pretty neat. <laughs> <That's> pretty neat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they just look like really bad cartoon drawings all over the They do look rocks. really bad. Uh, like, and, like,
1: why? why well, would be the yeah, like,
2: well, I'll get into that. But there are some other articles. Um,
0: I don't see anything wrong with this rock. Where these
2: were, like, the official, like, Department of Justice photos on some news stories regarding this from, like, 2014. Um, there were a lot better pictures.
1: Like she drew better because those suck.
2: No, the drawings weren't better, but they like some of yeah, those you like can't any, see their drawings. Any
0: kid in like an eighth grade art class, right, could have done these. Yeah, or better.
2: Yeah. So this lady, she went to seven national parks, and the image that you guys see there is her like Instagram logo, and like she drew and her Instagram oh, logo. No way. It's the same picture on all seven. On, yeah, I didn't And then that. she posted them to Instagram. And like to match her logo, she used like acrylic paint. So like the other images are like fresh because they're the ones that she actually posted to her account. Oh, she's like the worst. Yeah, that's it's so it is so dumb. Right. Um. Yeah, it's uh it would happen over a 26 day period, and within seven national parks. I don't think they. Let me see if how close were the parks. Let's see, uh, Death Valley National Park, Rocky Mountain National Park, Colorado National Monument, um, Canyonlands National Park, Zion National Park, Yosemite National Park, Crater Lake National Park.
1: So she's driving around the country doing yeah.
0: this. I mean, yeah, Utah through California. California. And Colorado. And Colorado. Yeah, I
1: mean, like, she's not just like, oh, I'm going to hit these three
2: that are within an hour of each yeah. other. Yeah. You know? um, and, obviously, she was submitted. some to fame. Oh, this is the, probably the best one. Right. Yeah, that image. Did you guys see that one? I did. That one's the worst. Yeah. It's it's not even that good, but acrylic paint, and it's just... I guess the only thing is I feel like acrylic on rock comes off pretty easy. Yeah. The, the thing is that this was, like, Instagram justice, basically, because she posted her Instagram account, oh, yeah. and then people were like, whoa, you can't do that, and then it became, like, a doxing issue. A bunch of people reported, reported her and uh, she was sentenced to two years probation and 200 hours of community service.
1: Was some of the hours scrubbing off the paint? Hopefully.
0: Should we uh, cyber bully her? What's her Instagram
1: handle? Cyber bullying is never good, even if they're awful people. No, let's not.
2: Yeah. I think she she was actually, you know, two years probation, 200 hours of community service, in my mind, punishment fits the crime.
0: That's a... She's not allowed back out of the National Park. I
2: would agree with that, yeah. Um Actually, t- t- That might be part of it. She is also banned from National Parks. Yeah. I feel yeah. like the National Parks should be able to draw on her.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, that 200 be hours her, of community service. Everyone she in could America prob- should get to tattoo her. <laughs>
2: Um, <laughs> Seven tattoos
1: pit the crime the
2: crime Seven tattoos So America gets to vote On seven tattoos and right. get to
1: be
0: permanently Placed on her body Yeah <laughs> Exactly Or
1: she has to get a landmark From each of the Wonders Yeah Each of the Places that she did
4: Yeah
0: I went to Yosemite And all I got Was a stupid tattoo <laughs>
2: <laughs> But it'd probably take her 50 hours of community service To just to scrub everything off So she's getting An extra 150 I yeah. feel like that's being pretty generous too, um, and then two years probation and not allowed back in national parks. Yeah, I feel like
1: yeah. Realistically, the punishment
2: probably fits the crime. Yeah, I would agree, but it's dumb. Like she did this for Instagram, like for Instagram likes. I'm gonna go and do this, and yeah. side so note: Have you guys
1: seen that it's like a Twitter and also like a Instagram influencers in the wild? No, it was just like a nature No, matter. no, no, no. It's uh, you know, like, <laughs> you know, Instagram has all the influencers, right? Yeah. So these, this is yes. just like a, like a compilation of people who catch influencers doing the ridiculous things to get their posts, mm. and it is amazing.
3: Is it? A, I'm just imagining like someone like like. I guess this is spurred from Cliff's comment but like two guys in the bushes with binoculars like and here we have an Instagram influencer and it's like narrated by David Attenborough <laughs> from BBC <laughs> like in the wild like there's, rare, so I there's think. another and like yeah
2: okay here's another Instagram account it's called public lands hate you um, it's got why? a big following
1: why is it public lands hate
2: you um, basically they're Their tagline is, people doing it it for the gram are prioritizing profit, fame, and rad pics over the health and future of your public lands. Who else is fed up? Basically, they call out people who, like social media influencers, who go to public lands and are breaking the rules, obviously, in their photos. Like, someone will be like, you know, they'll be in a national park where you can't drive off the road, basically. And they'll they'll be, be like, setting their Jeep up for off-road picture. You know, in the place that it shouldn't be. So then these people, they kind of, like, call them out. That's good. And some people, like, you know, they'll actually get the people to, like, make an apology, and then they'll make a donation to the national park. um, Yeah, shame them
3: into donating. (laughs) Um,
0: This one's called Public Lands Hate You? mm
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Public Lands, I hate you.
2: Which is kind of an interesting thing because I – don't really think like internet doxing is effective. Is this it? it can be effective. Yeah. I feel like it, the pro- it, the problem is okay. So here's a problem. It's it always lived. It, it always gets taken too far because Cliff shared an article with us about a girl in San Antonio who shot the bear, and then she's getting like internet hate. Although what oh, yeah. she did was not illegal, right. so she's getting doxed, and what she did was not illegal. So there's a there's a problem where like although this public lands hate you, I can appreciate them calling people out and maybe some things are getting done about it. There's a point where people take it too far and they don't understand that this girl, you know, bears are probably overpopulating that area and they have a tag. They have a certain amount of tags to appropriate a certain amount of bears. Yeah. And um what she, go ahead, Cliff. I no, can see you're I, I, like waiting this to is input. This
0: is big news for us, but it, it needs to be off there. Okay. I'll, I'll show you. Okay. Look who added. Yeah.
2: Dang. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Ian. You're welcome. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, I'm gonna have to reshare that. For sure. Go ahead. Go to our Instagram page if you guys want to find out what in about 45 minutes when we're done. If you guys want to see what it is, um, but yeah, I think it can be taken too far because, yeah, I, I think I made my point.
1: Yeah, no, I agree, and most of it doesn't actually end up in anybody being sorry for anything. It just yeah. they just react to being blacklisted, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, we can move on to the next segment. <laughs> what do we
1: want to do? I don't know, what you guys want to talk about? Ian, are you ready? Cliff, are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> I, think, I think... Like Gary the No Trash Cougar <laughs> says, <laughs> give a lobbage, throw out your
3: garbage, spread the word. Oh, I just... What's up, guys? I just realized I was on mute. Sorry,
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry. It was radio silence. You we were like, <laughs> Ian and I were texting back and
3: forth because
0: I, sh- I shared with him what I just shared with
2: yeah. y'all. Dude,
3: I'm ready to go though.
2: Man, okay. Well, we already played Cliff soundbite, so all right. Dang.
0: So, um, Dang it. teal season just Ooh. started. Nice, yeah. Teal. Uh, teal I know are a guy ducks. That they're ducks.
2: I know a guy that may have shot at a couple teal.
0: Yes. This season. Already stable. Oh, yes. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but not successful. <laughs> but we do, we do know somebody who was successful and actually limited out on opening day. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, Texas till season uh, just opened up on the 12th. Expected to, it is expected to be one of the best seasons in Texas that Texas has seen in a long time. Mm. So, you might be asking yourself, hey, Cliff, why might this be one of the best Texas till seasons that we've had in a long time? I, I wasn't thinking be... that at all. You can continue. Well, if you let me talk, I will tell you. why <laughs> is the best till season ever. All right. So, early till season is from, just so you know, uh, September 12th through twi- uh, the 27th. And you are allowed six with a possession limit of 18. So, you're allowed to shoot six a day, but allowed to have 18 on you. At any given time. So I can
1: keep the six from the day before and six from the day before that. Yes. And just not do anything with them and that'd be good.
0: Yes.
2: Is possession limit like what? Okay. Let me ask a follow up question here. What exactly are the details of possession limit? Like does freezer count as possession limit? Like
0: I have often wondered that myself. Well, that's a good question.
1: Yeah. Cause like if eight is like 18, in my cooler or is like 18 in my freezer that are processed?
0: Like including from last year. Yeah. That's, that's a good question that I've I've wondered myself, but I've never asked. Hmm. Because like Dove, I had more Dove than the possession limit. I'm going to throw myself out there on the mercy of the courts. What is the possession limit? I have no idea. You're going to get
2: internet docs. That's what we just
0: talked about. Internet oh, right. so like I had Peter more, out there like that. but yeah. it wasn't like I overshot my limits. People who didn't want their Dove who had shot I would take it back, I would clean it, and I would freeze it, and I would eat it. Mm. But technically, if it's in your freezer, then I would have had over the amount. Mm. But it's also better in my eyes than... and people don't want it wasting them. Correct. correct. But
1: I guess yeah. it would be like if uh, like if you have a processed deer in your freezer, you don't have to keep the head or anything to, to right. verify no, what it but, is.
2: But uh, a deer is also a tag, so you would be less one tag. Right, that's kind of how I see that. Whereas, like, what if it bird... was from
0: last year, though? You know, yeah, but I think that is a question we should ask, just so we get. If anyone knows that, what does true possession limit mean? Mm-hmm. Like, the, what are the limits the, to it? The... Right. Yeah, yeah. Is like... it processed in in your freezer, or is it on your person at any given time? Like, I have eighteen till in the back of. My... I don't. Yeah, because it's but... like,
2: like for example, if we go to Arkansas, we do like a duck hunt. Like, obviously, we would possession limit. For the trip, because we would have to drive all those teal back. So, like, it makes sense for me, like, that in my mind. Right. But, like, what what does
0: it come down to? Right. Um, but the reason why, uh, according to the North Dakota Fish and Game, or Game and Fish, teal numbers are actually up 55% from recent years. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're wondering... Uh, best hunting areas uh, around Texas would be the coastal reason, regions. Recently harvested rice fields or fields like that. Um, coastal marshes it, with submerged vegeta- vegetation and aquatic insects are going to be your best places to uh, set up for a till hunt. Because tiller are divers, right? Yes, I do think okay. they for a little. Um, large tracts of marshes. This gets into why uh, it's going to be a good year for Texas. Large tracts of marshes in southwest Louisiana have uh, been compromised due to Hurricane Laura's storm surge um, and would not be appealing to the till as in years past. And that could potentially mean that they are being pushed over into Texas. So everything moving a little bit west because of Hurricane Laura that just hit a few and weeks ago. We saw ago. a
1: few of them this yeah. past weekend. I mean, they're, they're out there.
0: Yeah. Um, with larger Texas, we'll see larger uh, portions of mig- migration uh, through September. Uh, even though areas in Texas panhandle broke all-time records in recent days with uh, the coldest temperatures ever recorded for early September, unfortunately most of those uh, Playa wetlands in the high plains remain dry and very few till can be found in those areas so if you're in the panhandle area it's probably not going to be a good time for you um till season dates along with other regulations bag limits and more can be found uh on the digital outdoor annual app for texas hunters can also access digital copies of their licenses via the outdoor (coughs) annual just to let people know um and use the my texas hunt harvest app so that they can keep an accurate Mm. reading on it Um, So, it's my understanding why we're going to have a good till season is uh, up in Dakotas, the Dakotas areas, and uh, South Canada through uh, Minnesota and all that. That's kind of the pothole region, and what happens is uh, there's a bunch of lakes and stuff like that throughout the area, and that's prime breeding habitat for ducks in general. Mm Mm-hmm. So you've had all these areas that have been able to maintain water, like sufficient water levels. There's been an abundance of food and I guess low predator pressure up there. So there's a, been an influx in till numbers where all those till are still going to migrate and ducks are still going to migrate south. So I'm, I'm wondering if till season or early till season is this good, What's regular duck season going to be? Like, are the mm-hmm. other, like, mallard numbers and uh, all these other duck types, are those numbers, are we going to see an increase in those as well? Mm. Cool. Um, are you guys, are, you, are we going to do a duck hunt this year?
2: We need to.
1: I think so.
0: Um, but you've had these good breeding habitat lands going on. And <clears throat> then with Hurricane Laura, like, messing up other, like, areas that these ducks would have normally also going to being having them push over into texas that might just be the icing on the cake mm-hmm. as to why our numbers are up 55% mm-hmm. estimated yeah
1: that'd be, that'd be pretty cool i would love for texas to be like a huge like duck hunting haven
0: it uh, it'll never be as big as like arkansas and stuff just cuz i don't think like the cold weather
1: yeah we don't get as much in the marshes and stuff yeah
0: i think by the time they get down here they kind of break away a little bit more in their own directionals yeah
2: they're smaller groups yeah well that's great Cliff a great story mhm I, I can say I learned something alright how right. to say teal what'd you say how to say teal
1: how to that's say, what I learned how to say
2: teal
3: um how, we, how do you say it beforehand teal huh. really no oh <laughs> 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 <coughs> Alright. I mean my my name's three letters and people still can't pronounce it, so
1: wait what do people say your name? I like, do they say Ian?
3: I Ian.
2: Yeah. Ian, really? That just seems silly. My name yeah. I get called Brandon. Brandon. My last name <laughs> gets misspelled. Dude, I'm you gonna start misspelled. calling you Brandon. Really, I don't
1: really care. Brandon. Brandon
2: Rowlett. Who's up next? Brandon Rowlett. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> neat. That's uh, okay. pretty
3: neat
1: that's pretty neat all
3: right so <laughs> welcome to the <laughs> things in nature so this was an experiment that they're doing in botswana because predatory lions keep killing um their cows and so to deter them they have been painting eyes on cow butts oh, that's pretty um cool. nice yeah So that's pretty neat. That's pretty neat. I'm going to read this. (laughs) This is from, yeah, and we'll put a picture, we'll put a link, but they basically, yeah, draw eyes on cow butts, and it makes lions think that they're staring at them. Mm -hmm. So this is from BigThink.com. For cattle-owning subsistence farmers in Botswana, lions pose a threat to the livestock on which they depend. Attempts to keep cattle safe often result in the shooting or poisoning of the big calves. Blah, 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 Uh, they painted. Apparently, the African lion population is in decline. Um, Apparently, there's between 23,000 and 39,000, as opposed to more than 100,000 lions in the 90s. But they are attacking cows left and right. Um, As you guys know, they're ambush predators. And so someone was like, what if we draw eyes on cow butts? Uh, maybe that will work. Is it, <laughs> is it working? Yeah, it is working.
2: Oh, yeah. that's awesome.
3: Yeah, conservation biologist Neil Jordan uh, said he got the idea. He calls them eye cows, um, as he was watching a lion attack in uh, in Paula near a village in Botswana, and was like, "We should basically do this." And there's like pictures of them actually drawing. They kind of like stamp them on. Hmm. Like
1: how big are the eyes? Yeah. I'm imagining the eyes like like size. pretty
3: big.
2: Is it like reflective paint? Like so, when you shine a light on it, you know, like when you shine a light on eyes at night, they kind of reflect.
3: <laughs> this is the best part. Uh, they painted eyes on cowbutt on 683. Cows.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of work, man. Uh,
3: uh, oh, they kind
1: of look like an elephant.
3: Are you looking it up? Yeah.
1: What do
0: you do for yeah. a to paint eyes on cow butts?
1: It looks like an elephant. Yeah, like yeah, their tail does. looks like a
0: trunk, and their big rump
1: yeah, looks like yeah.
3: their
0: ears. Nice.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, their big rums are
2: their ears. <laughs> nice. Uh,
3: apparently, there were 49 painting sessions, which lasted 24 days. Uh, While well, 15 of the, See, the unpainted what... cows were ultimately attacked by lions, not a single eye-painted cow butt was killed. <laughs> See <laughs> what they sh-
0: I mean? That's pretty What good they should have did was
3: actually. It's interesting, right?
0: Yeah. What they should have done is get the lady who painted all the rocks at the national forest or national parks to go paint eyes on cowbutts all day. Right. Like,
1: that's your punishment. Yeah. Is yeah. painting nice. eyes on cowbutts. That's a good idea. Like, it's kind of
3: ratchet, but apparently it's working. Mm-hmm.
2: I just want to bring in, like, a big point about, like, um, this would maybe be, like, a good topic for, like, I think a lot of people don't understand, like, African hunting like African safari hunting. Yeah. and like, this would be a situation where someone might like, um, you know, a bunch of people's cattle are getting killed by a lion. So that community is going to sell a, a lion, lion hunt, hunt as like a conservation effort for that community. Because ultimately the lion, like if they didn't come up with this idea, odds are they're actually going to shoot it. But rather, instead of doing that, you know, they can get some big wood to pay $50,000 or shoot it instead. And then that that money goes
0: into the local economy there, which helps them buy school supplies, medical equipment, Mm -hmm. and other stuff that might be infrastructural stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, because you're not allowed to bring that meat back, a lot of that meat goes to the tribe, and they use it, cook it, and eat it. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think that's a good topic no, there's a, there's a lot of, of stuff we can all talk about. I know that we all probably have varying opinions on it as well.
2: On African hunts,
1: yeah, just like well, not even African hunts because like there is a way to do that appropriately, but maybe like there's a better conversation as far as, far as like.
0: Oh, there's um, definitely African hunt style hunts that I don't agree right. with at all. Exactly,
1: yeah. I think that's a good topic, and as far as like also like what you share on social media. And today's climate as well, especially when it comes – like, fishing is different There's a tactful
0: way to do everything. For
1: sure. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, like, the gripping grin of hunting can come across very bad, I would assume, in certain hunting situations. Yeah.
2: I would just say, like, I would agree that there are some cases where, like, African hunting is, like, not agreeable. But I think there will be – there are people that say blanket statements like no one should hunt, period, in Africa because I don't want to see
0: these, like, animals. Well, there's people who say no one should hunt, period. Right. Like, it doesn't
2: matter, Africa
0: or Or South Texas. Or, like, that girl's bear
2: hunt. They don't understand the conservation issue around bears. You know, with the increased number of bears, it's going to decrease the number of deer, which is going to,
0: you know – Also, they've been killing – I think it's in Pennsylvania – I forget where, but there's an eastern seaboard state that outlawed bear hunting, and now they're having issues with bears, black bears, coming into suburban neighborhoods and killing people's pets and getting into trash. There's been more encounters, human bear encounters Mm -hmm. going on, and just like deer in the middle of the road, there's been bears hit in the middle that of the road. Same thing
2: uh, the bears in Yellowstone are driving elk out of Yellowstone. So people aren't seeing elk in Yellowstone because the increase, in, like elk are like noping on out of here like I ain't going to be around here with all these bears. So they're finding these like, you know, collared elk, they're tracking them to like other states mm-hmm. because um, you know, they're not the bear population in Yellowstone's out of control.
0: There's elk in Tennessee now. It's really yeah yeah they've been placed there to, like start a herd, but they've done so well in this management area that they're starting to come out of the management area or, or are they Did them... you say
2: bears or elk? Elk
1: yeah yeah there's been bears at least eastern Tennessee yeah yeah are they putting Smokies are they putting west
0: I think it's West Tennessee area really oh look at that <coughs> that's pretty neat you can buy. I think you got to get a tag for them, like it's a special draw for them. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, there's a small population.
2: And you can only hunt the ones that are outside the area. So the Correct. ones that have left the management area are the ones that can be hunted with a tag. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's cool. I'll have to look into that. That's yeah. really neat. Um, cool. All right, are you guys ready for the next segment? Let's do it.
2: Thanks, Ian. You're welcome.
1: <laughs> 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 Creature watch. Creature Watch. All right, guys. I got a spooky one for you today. Ooh. Ooh. And it's a local legend. Local? Local. Like, like, we could go and do a podcast there, and we'd all
0: be really scared. Let's do it. All right, so... Ian, you talk, we're gonna move
4: all the fun- <laughs> <laughs> for thirty minutes. You want me to like you to do
2: like a thirty minute monologue <clears throat> while we move all the podcasts
3: equipment. You just want me to like digress on Yeah, okay. <laughs>
2: My name's
1: Ian, so um, What's
3: okay. up guys? Um, thanks for joining today. This is gonna be Ian's, no, I'm <laughs> this is Ian's podcast now.
1: Uh so I want to talk to you guys about the donkey lady.
2: Wait,
3: the donkey lady. The donkey lady does she live in downtown austin sorry keep going she lives
1: in (laughs) Southside san antonio
3: okay
2: so wait where did you find this i want what's your source on this this is like growing up in san antonio this is like
1: a san antonio staple we talk about the donkey lady but it's also like a well-known like cryptid of texas okay so if you guys had to guess the year
3: 19.
2: 1994. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be good, man. <laughs> they cut off as 95. I'm going to guess San Antonio, Donkey Lady. San Antonio's an old city. It is. 72.
1: No, older. older. 36. Uh, Kind of. So, um, 45. Some say 1950s, but then there are some rumors of it being as early as the late 1800s. Mm. So they don't have an official date.
0: So, I mean, mine was right there in the middle of that. Right, that's so why I said the kind of.
2: Kind of, yeah. <laughs> the kind of was the correct answer. Yeah, you're kind of correct
3: <laughs> You get partial credit. Yeah, yeah
2: exactly.
0: Yeah. You are um, talking to a teacher. Oh, there's a donkey lady bridge.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm going to get to. Okay. Because, man, he's just jumping. He's like, oh, I'm going to go ahead and report
2: on Creature Watch now <laughs> since I have Google.
1: <laughs> uh, there are mer- multiple versions of the story, but there seem to be two that are pretty prominent. The first one is there was a farmer who was upset with his sad farm life, and he. It's, I'm going to warn everybody. They get a little gruesome and a little dark. I'll try to be as clean cut with the details if as possible. If you have children
2: in the car, this would be a good time to pause a podcast, and she hunts phone
0: lines. Hunts phone, line, phone lines.
1: Yep. So anytime you have bad Wi-Fi.
0: Wait. Docu- are you, you're ruining his story, Cliff. It's not really. I, mean, I don't oh. know.
1: It might be phone lines. But, um, so anyways, the farmer was upset, right? Mm-hmm. And he decided that he was just going to leave everything behind and burn his house down, right?
2: Like, is an insurance thing? Like, oh, I'm just going to burn my house like, I mean, like, it was 1800s. I don't know if it was really thinking about okay. the
1: insurance. Okay. Or he was just thinking, like, he I'm tired of my phone woke up
3: and was like... I'm going to commit insurance fraud.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And uh, so the story goes that he burned his house down, but his wife was severely disfigured in the burning. And so that is why it's just called the donkey because she was disfigured. And then she would haunt the area, uh, especially men uh, who were uh, unfaithful to their wives or unhappy with their lives. She would haunt them. There's another story though. Same beginning, but a stranger showed up and wanted a room at the farmer's house, right? The farmer's like, no, I don't want you to live in my house. Like, you you can't stay here, right? So the stranger got upset and started burning down all of the farmhouses and the barns and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the wife ran out to the barn to protect the donkey and they both died in that fire, the donkey and the wife. And their spirits combined when they died, and now she lives on as the Donkey Lady, um, haunting San Antonians all across the city. But there is a Donkey Lady bridge that it has been known that if you drive across, you will see a figure standing off in the distance that will all of a sudden start chasing you off the bridge. And if you put dust on the hood of your car, a body will actually throw itself onto the hood and leave nothing but hoof marks on your car,
0: I've heard that with like the yeah, kids we- pushing the car. Yeah, there's the, the
1: car too. Yeah, San Antonio likes to flower on their cars. <laughs>
4: mm.
0: So interesting.
1: Where th- is this donkey bridge at? At uh, South San Antonio.
0: So, are you done? I don't want to like. Yeah, step I think on that's coast. all the
1: thing I had. The yeah, donkey lady play. bridge. Uh, drive across the bridge. Yeah. Yep. Part donkey, part lady, as is her name, donkey lady. And yep, that's all I had.
0: All right, so apparently from midnight October 31st through November 6th, there is a hotline you can call so you don't have to go to the bridge anymore to hear messages from the donkey lady. You can just get them on your phone. If you're interested, the phone number is 210-960-3826. That
1: seems like something we should
0: call. We should call it on air. Uh, I did. (laughs) That's what I was doing a second ago. No, no, but during those dates, we should call them so no just
3: call her in right now it says
4: says she just
0: wants to be part of the dialogue in san antonio her hometown she loves the city she just wants to share her presence her vision and her observations of the good versus evil in our community That's all it is.
1: So it's probably some creepy lady who thinks she's the donkey lady who answers and gives you advice whenever you
2: call that number. Oh, we are definitely going to call that number (laughs) on the
0: podcast.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That'll be true. Are you saying she's like a psychic or something?
0: It says, each night a new 45-second message awaits callers to the donkey lady hotline. Her story will unfold in a series of segments as she reflects on present-day San Antonio. According to... Mar Rizzle, I don't know. A, she's a performance artist, I guess, whoever you actually call, who claims to have le- had personal contact with the legendary Donkey Lady. Okay, can we get her on for an interview? Right, or at least call I her for, four,
1: for 6.45 seconds.
0: Y'all want to hear what it sounds like? What, the Donkey Lady or what her? No, the hotline, like yeah. right now. Yo, it sound Play it, like? it loud, put it loud. Please state your name after the tone, and Google Voice will try to connect you. Landon Rowlett. (laughs) We're going to let it ring one more time, and then we're going to hang up. you scared, you Cliff? No, no, let it we, go to voicemail. We got, we're running out of time. Oh, are we? I, I guess. Okay. He was doing something that made me feel like we were running out of no, time. No, you were good. We were uh, giving
2: you all the time you wanted. Yeah.
0: Uh, well, she didn't answer. Maybe she'll call back.
2: <laughs> we'll, we'll try We'll try this every week to connect.
0: Yeah, we'll get a hold of the donkey lady at yeah. some
2: point. Do we need to let her know that she's like being recorded? Probably, probably yeah. So, in
1: Texas, the law is one party has to be aware. And so, we are aware. Technically, that's the law. Now, uh, ethically or morally, you probably should let them know. Okay. But, the legally, it is just one party in Texas has to be aware.
2: This is the Honey Hole Angling Podcast. Just to let you know, we are, you may be recorded for quality assurance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: yeah, no, Zach's right. It says Texas is a... Uh i'm not it's a one party
1: yeah it's a weird weird system because then technically you could record whoever you wanted Mm -hmm. because the person doing the recording knows yeah um
3: yeah if we do dial people we should probably let them know that we're on they're on a podcast and ask yeah i would say for sure yeah are you okay being on a podcast and then they're like yeah and then we're like okay um which bridges do you haunt? <laughs> like, <laughs> like next question,
2: yeah. Like, oh man, that's gonna be great. I mean, if and I, was I, was the donkey, like, I got like,
3: called by a podcast. I'm I'd really excited, excited
2: about this. Can we actually do like a recording on the Donkey Bridge? Like, is there like a, a walkway on the side? We could take a car battery, connect the car battery to the <laughs> unit, and like record on the bridge.
1: I don't know. I don't necessarily want to do a donkey. Lady recording.
0: I think we should do a Halloween special, though. Like just creature watch. We all bring in a creature watch.
1: I think a honey hole angling video would be great at the Donkey Lady Bridge, or maybe E&E. yeah, there it might be water
0: down. water underneath it. We could fish it. Yeah, oh, yeah.
1: Do you guys remember Hell's Gates? No, at, in Lubbock. Yeah, I in you. Lubbock.
4: Yeah. yeah.
2: No, I don't yeah. know what, what what is that. It was
1: like a place uh, on the east side of Lubbock. You could drive there. And it was underneath the railroad, Um there was like a big wooden railroad, and underneath it apparently was a gate to hell. And people said they had seen demons and stuff running around the woods around it.
4: Hmm.
0: So... That's fascinating. We're going to do a honey hole edition, paranormal activity. That sounds good. Halloween honey hole?
2: Yeah. That would be awesome. We all do a creature watch. Yeah. That'd be great. Um... But how many creature watches are there? Are we going to burn through a bunch of creature watches? If I know. There's a million about it, different like creature it's, watches.
0: It's all okay. cryptic, like, uh, or cryptology. How, what's the Cryptid.
1: Yeah, like. Mm-hmm. Cryptozoology.
0: Urban legends. Yeah, yeah there's probably uh, for as many
1: cultures as there are, there are probably three times as many creature watches we could do. That's yeah. true. That's Plus, too, like, we could throw in some creature watches like this and also throw in some, like, uh, river monster sort of things. To, mm. You know, Or even, I mean? like, alien encounters. Right. There's a million mm-hmm. things. that. Yeah, creature watch is not dying.
2: Okay. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. I didn't want to kill it too early. No, we're good. We're, we haven't even left San Antonio yet.
0: <laughs> oh. yeah, we went to Marble Falls. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> 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 I guess last week we went to
2: Tasmania. Yeah. Yeah. Last week was Tasmania let's um, do
0: a podcast from tasmania should that be
2: our should the Halloween special be our 13th podcast it doesn't quite let's see no, because no then
1: we're gonna, gonna be a few week weeks short yeah we'll be like 16 by that point yeah we'll be a few weeks or
0: short. or we could do skip 13 do 14 15 16 whatever and then october 31st we do 13. we do the 13th I episode. like that I
3: like dude that idea. Halloween <laughs> is a Saturday Ooh. there you
0: go
1: I do like that idea, Cliff, that we just skip 13. And then just bring it
4: back up. (laughs) And then. do
1: 14, 15, 16, 13. (laughs) It'll only be messed up for like four weeks. Yeah.
2: That's not a bad idea. Let's do it.
0: Locking it in. Locking it in. So
2: we should actually record on Halloween.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't get trick-or-treaters. Do you get trick-or-treaters? No. Do you get trick-or-treaters? You might actually hear. Yeah. But, but are there going to be. Out candy?
2: Yeah. Are there going to be trick or treaters? We can be dead fly fish. I don't know what
1: COVID rules are going to be because, like, people probably don't want to eat candy that everyone's been touching. I'm going to lick true. all the candy. Yeah. That's probably what they're trying to avoid. Yeah. <laughs> so.
2: But we could do Halloween special. Um, we'll get it out the next day. So it'll be. I'll get it out the next day. So it'll be current. Yeah. And then. Occur. Oh, it's on a Saturday. I could get oh, it out we by could, Tuesday. We
1: could record on Wednesday and then release it on Saturday. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of different options.
2: Yeah, there. yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. But we are going to do a Halloween special. Yeah, for sure.
4: Do 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 and that, the Creature uh, Watch
0: uh, button's going to be messed up afterwards. <laughs> that's a, that's
2: we'll weird. we'll do only spooky buttons. Only spooky buttons. We yeah, should change I'll, the intro I'll, music I'll to upload. like haunted house music. Yeah like yeah. monster mash. Monster. Yeah. We <laughs> did the mash. We did the
0: monster mash, exactly. we did the mash. It was a graveyard smash we did the mash. It got on in a flash we did the mash. <laughs> Alright, <we're>
2: <laughs> And maybe we could get Ian live. I'm not pressuring you, in Just dude? think about it.
3: No. Yeah, man.
2: Halloween I'm special. We get you on live.
3: Yeah, we'll have to cool. do... I'm trying to think. We should get some guests on. Like, let's reach out to that donkey, donkey lady, lady and, and see what her schedule's like and be like, we're going to send you a Google Calendar invite for Halloween.
2: No, yeah, we <laughs> um, should actually do that. We should be like, would you like to do... Uh, I mean, I'm sure she's dying to like be on a podcast. Right. We don't have to tell her that we only have like
1: ten followers. Well, she's just a San Antonio lady.
2: I mean, like, how surely she's dying to be on a podcast, right? Like,
1: she's not being like we can just give her
0: like the whole time and like she tells the story of the donkey lady in its entirety of like what happened to her and everything, and then we can just ask her questions Mm -hmm. on it.
1: That'd be awesome. Like the Ben Franklin episode of The Office.
2: I'm going to have to. uh, I've been, since we're like totally out of time, and um, we didn't even hit our main topic, so we're not going to be able to do it. This episode is going to be named Episode No Topic.
4: (laughs) (laughs) We talked about a lot of good stuff. We did. We
2: talked about a lot of good stuff, but like definitely did not touch our main topic with the 10-foot pole.
1: However, I mean, you could we could say the topic was three uh, Holy Grail fish. Or whatever the second question was.
3: Yeah,
2: the holy grail fly fishing. Yeah, yeah.
3: You just name it. Uh, just name it. Um, eyes on cow butts. Eyes, yeah, on
2: ca- eyes on. Eyes Oh, butts. that's that's gonna be a draw. That's the name. Yeah, for sure. Eyes on cow butts.
3: Yeah. I mean, if I saw a random podcast, I would be like, "Yeah, I'll click on that." Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd watch
2: eyes <laughs> yeah. on cow butts. Maybe we need to get more clickbaity, but people I think don't so. like clickbait. Are you kidding me? Clickbait works for a reason. It does work, but we'll, we'll think, get the complaints rolling. I think rolling the in.
0: difference is like. Clickbait and then never actually getting to what people clicked on the clickbait. Right, like
1: if we if you call it eyes on cowbutts, like we literally have a segment. where All we talk about is eyes on cowbutts.
2: That's true. All right, we're gonna bring you guys donkey ladies and donkey ladies. As a side note, um, as we're closing, we have not done a good job Mm -hmm. of releasing YouTube videos. Um, No. We are going to try our best to get back on track to do the podcast Tuesday, one video every Friday. But Zach and I, who have been the ones who have edited YouTube videos and creating the YouTube content, both got new jobs. Yes. So it has been very difficult to fit in yeah. editing videos. So I
1: would say if things are a little spotty, hold out with us for right now. But I had a very
0: unsuccessful video.
1: You don't know. you still put it together. Un- unsuccessful videos are still good. But mm-hmm. I was going to say by um, – around the end of November, everything should be back on a clean schedule. Yeah, uh, yeah. We still want to get content out there before then, but um, around that time is when schedules open up a little bit and yeah. things should be back to normal.
2: And because of my new job, I have a more open schedule to create content mm-hmm. with the Honey Hole Angling crew because I'm on the same schedule, work schedule as them. So we should actually, when things settle down, we should be able to get more youtube content out there for sure um because our schedules align better so we can we can create more um so that's our plan we this was not intentional like we want to do content and honey hole angling to continue to grow it's just at this current moment
4: yeah
1: i mean everyone has like second life stuff going on too real life stuff
2: yeah so but that um, stuff does
1: wind down pretty. Soon.
2: Ian, you got any teasers? I know Ian's like always working on articles. Ian, you got any like teaser articles?
1: Coming Dude, I the got pipeline? so
2: many, but give us a little about them. Give us a little tease, little tease, just one.
3: Um. Ooh. Top ten travel destinations during Corona. What? what? Nice. Um, that's solid.
2: Uh, your basement, your basement, <laughs> your living your room, mom's yeah. <laughs> your mom's um, house, your car.
3: <laughs> one of those um, Waterburger. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Only in the
3: parking. How uh, to <laughs> fish golf courses and not get caught? That's another one. Oh um,
1: yes, that's a good one. And no,
3: actually, what's the article called? It's called like, uh, it's called like golf course, like something or gold mine, yeah. Okay. Um, As a
2: follow-up to the – I have an article, a suggestion, Ian. As a follow-up to the how to fish golf course ponds and not get caught, you should do how to fish hotel koi ponds and not get
3: caught. Yeah, hotel koi (laughs) ponds. We may or may not release that. I don't – yeah. Man, what else? Yeah, stuff like that, you know. Reddington – Fly rods. Shout out to Reddington, did an article that was, or did an advertisement that was like, "I'd fish the koi out of my neighbor's decorative pond." <laughs> nice. And I was like, "Lol."
2: Well, um, thanks, Ian. Be on the lookout on the website. We'll probably get one up in the next week um, of uh, of uh, another article, and um, we'll see you guys next week, probably covering the topic that we did not touch today.
0: I thought we already had a topic for next week. I. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: well, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll see you guys next Wednesday. Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday.
0: Tuesday.
2: Tuesday. 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 All Each right, guys. This is
0: 5 bucks.
2: You want to uh, cue the music? No
3: ASMR. <laughs> okay. No more ASMR
4: in.
0: Good night, John boy. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
4: uh.